Welcome to MPT Podcast. This is Pastor Tim Wilbanks. We pray that this Word of God will bless your life and ministry increase God's blessing upon you. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Come on, give him a good hand clap of praise right now. I want you to hear old Jeff. I've been traveling across this country and world for 34 years. I've seen it all. There's nothing that I have not seen. I've seen God do some incredible, miraculous things. There ain't nothing like seeing somebody paralyzed in a chair for 15, 20-something years and, and because of a car wreck and pray the prayer of faith and see them get out of the chair and begin to shout and begin to magnify God. No, that wasn't Jeff Ferris who done that. That was the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. Folks, let me tell you something. Religion will fail you. I'll take it even a step further than that. Denomination will fail you. The name on the church sign will fail you. I'm not here pushing any agenda. I'm here pushing Jesus Christ, the only one that can save you, deliver you, and pull you out of it. You really believe that, preacher? I've seen it. You wonder why we act the way we do? You wonder why we get carried away? If you can only look across this crowd and know what God has brought some of these people through and what he has delivered them from, you'd shout to And you'd shout too. Oh, most of the church knows about it, but just a while ago, it just come back to my spirit real quick. When that lady in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, had nothing to live for, remember her? Had nothing to live for, sitting on the edge of her bed with a nine millimeter stuck in the roof of her mouth. But she made one statement that changed her life. You know what that statement was? If there's a God, stop me. Look out. Didn't know one of these precious elderly ladies from the church that only lived a couple blocks. The church was right downtown Philadelphia. She only lived a couple blocks away, and she was walking to church, and the Spirit of the Lord got a hold of her said, Stop, knock on this door, and tell her, Let's go to church. You wonder why we act the way we do. Friend, let me tell you something. We don't do this for denomination. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm glad I'm a one God apostolic tongue talker. I'm glad I'm Pentecost. But at the end of the day, it's not about that. It's about Jesus Christ. This is serious business. This is serious. Boy, preacher, you're awful intense. There's something in my spirit tonight. There's something, a sense of urgency in my spirit tonight that's telling me people need to get this. We're not playing. This is real. This will change your life. We're not just going through the motions. We're not here to get your money and then blow it on something. We're here to see a demonstration of the power of God. Knocked on that woman's door. She laid the gun down and went downstairs, opened the door with tears running down her cheeks. She said, can I help you? She said, get your purse. You're going with me to church. Get your purse. Thank God for our precious elderly ladies. Can I tell you something? You're never too old to be used by God. You don't need to retire. You need to refire. She got that little old gal by the hand, led her to church, brought her in there. When I got through preaching that crusade, that woman walked down and understand when you're desperate, you'll do whatever it takes. When you know you need something more than a gun in the roof of your mouth, you'll do whatever it takes. Like a drowning man reaching for a straw. When I told that precious woman that the Holy Ghost is happiness, peace, and joy, that it'll change your life and it'll give you something to shout about, I didn't push the Pentecostal movement. I was pushing the baptism of the Holy Ghost. 
Can I get real? I'm not interested in people being Baptist, Lutheran, Catholic, Church of God in Christ. I'm not interested you would be for the Church of Yahoo, Twitter, or Facebook. That woman heard that the Holy Ghost would give her happiness, peace, and joy. That's what I'm looking for. Why was she so depressed? Why was she ready to kill herself? Because a couple of years before that, her five-year-old child at the time was going to a grocery store and got caught in a drive-by shooting in Philadelphia and got killed. Lost her job. Lost everything with the city of Philadelphia. Didn't have nothing to live for. So the only thing she had left to live for is a gun. I'm saying this again because I felt an urgency to say this. You hear, preacher? I can't imagine that. Have to go through that. But in one moment in time, she made a statement if there is a God, not a denomination, not religion, but if there is truly a God. Stop me. Wound up with her hands in the air on this side of the building. I didn't know who she was. She just she was the first one up there, man, after I said that. She threw her hands in the air. We prayed the prayer of faith, and God baptized her with the Holy Ghost, and she began to jump. She began to shout. She, she grabbed a hold of me, and we danced across the front of the building, and she said, for the first time in years, I have something to smile about. I have some folks. Let me tell you something. Religion can't give you that. Just going to church can't give you that. You need God. You need the power of God in your life, honey. It'll change you. I've dealt with crack addicts. I've dealt with cocaine addicts. I've dealt with drug addicts. And seen seen God clean them up at the snap of the finger. I've seen God deal with alcoholics. I've seen God clean them up and they walked out changed. Folks, I didn't do that, but the King of Kings did that. See, we ain't here just to go through the motions. We're not just here to say, well, I'll, well my church is the is 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 old? Oh, well, what church you go? I go to the Pentecostal Tabernacle down there in Middleton. I already go to church. It ain't about that. I told somebody a while ago what he's talking about. You got to get hungry for it. You got to get thirsty for it. I said there's a lot of people standing knee deep in water and dying of thirst. Spirit of God's all around them, but they're dying. Folks, can we tell you something? Enough, enough of that. I'm moving the Holy Ghost right now. You better hear this preacher. God brought me here today to tell you it's all around you. It's just waiting on you to drink. The Holy Ghost is around you. Your miracle worker is around you. It's about being in Christ. It's not about being in the world. It's not about things. It's about being in Christ. That'll change your life. Come on, clap your hands unto him, somebody. My Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost, Brother Will Banks. Let me say one more thing. They ain't none of us got it all figured out. There ain't none of us in the room, including no Jeff here. I'm not perfect either. I make my mistakes. But you see, I've got an advocate with the Father. I know him. And he ain't just something that, that, that somebody talks about. He ain't just something that some preacher talks about. I got a relationship with him. I may stagger. I may mess up. God help me. But I've got a God that I can run to. I got a Savior that's got my back. I got a church. Oh, my God. That understands. Oh, I've been preaching. That's why... I feel urgency in this room tonight for people. Some of you are struggling with the circumstances and things that's in your life. Giddy up, honey. The one that can help you and deliver you is in this house. Pastor's been saying it all night. He's here. I said he's here right now. There ain't nothing you have that will that would freak God out. There ain't nothing that you're going through that will cause God to look at everybody and say, wow, I can't handle that one. Let me tell you something. God made you. He can deliver you. God formed you not to be. 
defeated. God made you not to be a nobody, but God made you to be a somebody. If you... Everybody in this room is important to the kingdom of God. Whether you're a first-time visitor or you've been here all your life, you matter to the kingdom of God. Y'all give me a second. I got to take my watch off. Had that Apple watch on this morning and it, it, it went to buzz and told me, said, they asked me if I was okay, if I had fallen down. Had to take that thing off. Preacher, what's going on? Folks, time's running out. I wish I could come back there and grab a hold of every one of you rascals. Oh, I just wish what I have, what I'm feeling right now, would jump in you and you'd shout and you'd tear this house down because you will realize that there is a God. Then let me tell you something. Uh, signing a membership card, uh, shaking my hand ain't going to save you. Come up here and repeating a few words uh, ain't going to save you. You got to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, you got to seek him with all your heart, mind, body, and soul. It's in Christ. Somebody shout, it's in Christ. I'm going to back that up. 2 Corinthians 2.14. Stick it up, man. Put it up quickly, quickly, quickly. There you go. I was getting ready to say you're too slow. Now, thanks be to God. Somebody shout, thanks be to God. Come on, let's give some thanks to God right now. Come on, somebody clap your hands. Somebody shout, which always. Come on now, let that seep into your spirit. Which always causes us. Look at somebody say, hey, that's you, man. That's you, that's you, that's you, that's you. Causes us to triumph. In Jeff, in Brother Wheelbanks, in Christ. See, the problem with the world is they put their trust in things. They put their trust in money. They put their trust in politicians. They even put their trust in each other. But at the end of the day, your only hope is Jesus Christ. If it gets to the end of the day, the only one that can help you is Christ. I'm going to help somebody here tonight. It maketh manifest the savor. Everybody say the savor. That good smell. Come on, somebody shout, I want to smell good. That sweet savor. Can I tell you something to a Holy Ghost filled child of God? You got sweetness on you. Come on. Don't, don't ask them. You know, you can lean over the person next to you and probably tell whether or not they smell good or not in the spirit. Like I said this morning, now they they smell kind of off on the in the flesh side. Then that's something we can deal with real quickly. But it's a savor. Everybody say a savor of his what of his knowledge by us. Somebody shout by us. Come on, shout it again by us in every place. Let me tell you something. To a Holy Ghost filled child of God, you got savor on you. And when you walk out of here, everybody's going to know it. Everybody's going to sense there's something about you that's a little bit different. Uh, let me tell you something. I've had it happen to me too many times. Uh, yeah, I've had it happen in McDonald's. Uh, I've had it happen at, at the different restaurants, uh, in places, in Walmart, uh, where people will walk up to me and say, hey, I don't know who you are, but there's something about you just a little bit different. And I thank God. Then it's Jesus and not Jeff. Come on, somebody shout, it's in Christ. If we're going to triumph tonight, it's got to be in Christ. Clap your hands under him, come on. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. You can be seated for just a second. Being in Christ, somebody shout in Christ. It's the most powerful thing anyone could ever be in. Come on now. In fact, let me put it like this. You being in Christ is more powerful than anything that you're in right now. Being in Christ. 
Folks, let me tell you something. God got a hold of me and said, Jeff, nothing's more important than you being in me. Nothing's important, Jeff, is you having a revelation that being in Christ is the only way that you need to be. You hear me? If you're going to become an overcomer, you better get in Christ. If you're on the roller coasters of life, get off them like I said this morning and shout, God, I want to be in Christ. I want God to be everything that you want me to be. In Christ. Come on, somebody shout, in Christ. When you're in Christ, you have power over every situation. You have power over every circumstance and problem. For greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. Being in Christ, his presence does that. Everybody say his presence does that. And you wonder why we act the way we do. And you wonder why when we come to the house of God, we push. And we ask people, come on, let's get in the flow of the Spirit. Come on, let's cultivate that Spirit of God that's here. Because let me tell you something, personalities at the end of the day is not going to cut it. Jeff Ferris at the end of the day, I'm not going to cut it. Don't put your hopes in me. You better put your hopes in Jesus Christ. Don't put your hopes in personalities. Don't put your hope in nobody but Jesus Christ. Don't put your hopes in personalities, uh, television evangelists, or anybody else. Put it in Jesus. Put it in Jesus. Uh, somebody shout, put it in Jesus. Clap your hands under him. Come on, somebody. I'm here to help somebody here tonight. It's in his presence. Everybody say it's in his presence. You see, a lot of people don't want to be in his presence because they don't want to change. A lot of people don't want to come to church because they don't want to change. But let me tell you something what I feel. The moment they walk through that door and they step into the presence of God. And the moment they reach out to God, something begins to change. I'm telling you here tonight, whether you're a visitor or whether you've been here for a while, but you know there's something about you that needs a change. Understand, we all need to have it. We all need it from time to time. I do, you do, we all do. But here's the kicker. We've got to have a revelation that God is the only one that can do it. More money ain't going to give it to you. Better job ain't going to give it to you. Having more fame and fortune ain't going to give it to you. But the moment you realize that it's in Christ, that he's your hope of glory, something on the inside I said something on the inside is going to change oh somebody clap your hands and give the Lord a shout of praise it's in Christ you hear me he's more than just somebody we talk about he's more than someone we just read about he's so much more than a Bible laying on a coffee table or, or somewhere on a shelf. They're saying he's more than just having a fellowship card to a certain church or a certain denomination. I told a lady here a while back, well, I'm from such and such church. I'm from this denomination. I said, awesome. Because that's not what it's about. She's a very prominent lady from a very prominent denominational church in that town. She looked at me kind of awkward as she said, what you talking about? I said, it ain't about that, honey. I looked at her and I just unloaded on her just in a nice, sweet way. I said, honey, it ain't about being Pentecostal, Baptist, Lutheran, Catholic. I told her all that. And she kind of looked at me kind of crunchy. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, tears began to run down her cheeks. And I said, what you feel is not from a denomination. <clears throat> it's not from a name on a church sign. What you feel is a demonstration of the power of God. Folks, you let me tell you something. It's sweeping across this country. Friend, I, I jump and shout uh, that people are starting to get the revelation uh, of who the mighty God in Christ is. Uh, when you got 65,000 kids from another denomination that's in a, that was this past week in Atlanta, Georgia at Passion Conference, uh, and they're standing up there telling them about the infilling of the Holy Ghost uh, and how to change their life, and kids receiving the Holy Ghost uh, all across. I said, my God, you're doing it. It doesn't matter they're from another domination. God, you do it. You pour it out on them. Come on, somebody hear me. I wish God would get in every church in this area, no matter the Baptist, Lutheran, Pentecost, or whatever. I want them filled with the Spirit, man. Nothing thrilled me anymore that I come over here like this weekend and Pastor Wilbank says, you ain't going nowhere. 
there's 10 churches around here that's wanting us to come and explain to them and preach to them about the infilling of the Holy Spirit and, and how God can change them. Giddy up, baby. So, look at there. He said he had one call him today. Look out. I said, look out. Come on now. Nothing thrilled me anymore than old Jeff get hung up here for a couple months. Uh, and next thing you know, it's been spreading all over this county, spreading all over Walnut, uh, spreading all those here. Guess what? That preacher, he's not just preaching to Pentecostals. Uh, that preacher's preaching to everybody. That preacher wants everybody saved. I'm not asking them to change churches. Uh, I want them filled with the glory of God. Uh, I want them... Are you hearing me? I want them in Christ. I'm going to shock some of y'all. I'm not even concerned at this moment about their appearance. You know why? Because I was raised in home missions in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I've seen them come in there, honey. With, with, I mean, all them college girls from the University of Minnesota, they didn't have enough clothes on to flag a freight train down. <laughs> yeah, Jesus is right. My poor dad sitting over here on this side of the platform, he had to turn and look sideways at my mama playing a piano on that side. Mother said, you keep looking at me. Don't you look out there. years old. I couldn't, you know what, Brother Will Bates, I never could understand why Dad just kept looking at me while I played the drums beside my mama while she played the piano. I said, I must be playing too loud. And he just kept looking at me going like this. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, Jeff. Then all of a sudden, I was just a kid. I didn't realize all them college girls, uh, that was back in the days of Twiggy. Anybody remember Twiggy? Well, yeah, yeah, I see you back there, yeah, waving that hand. Didn't have enough clothes on. They are all this on the front row. They just, they just, just. My, my poor father, I felt sorry for him. But you know what though? Dad never said nothing to him. Come on in here. Come on next thing you know, one by one, they come down there, raise their hands and God filled them with the Holy Ghost. And I said, and God began to do things in their life. Dad never did hammer them. God said, hey, God would lead and guide them into all truth. That's what the Holy Ghost does. We never had to worry about that. Folks, you better get ready. They're coming from all walks of life. They're coming from all kinds of situations and problems because they're looking for a place where they can be safe in Christ. Christ. They're looking, oh God, they're looking. God, I told you about it. Tom Haddon, he had this big old afro. He white boy, this big old afro. Boy, that was a pretty rascal, you hear me? I never get he come in, that rascal was massive. And I always wondered, how in the world did you get that? You go to get it permed or what, son? I mean, that thing was just fluffy. Boy, would he move in Awesome. Holes in his blue jeans. You know what I mean? Tell you one thing. It looked like a, a termite got a hold of them pants. Of his. It just ate them up. Just like some of y'all are doing now. Getting like termites got a hold of you. But did that matter to dad? They were a child of God. Old Tom walked down there and got the Holy Ghost. He fell out on the platform on this side speaking in tongues. Just got up and shook himself. You know, he was a hippie back in the 60s, I think it was 70 or 71. He got a hippie, he kind of staggered up. The, the, and the, the, the evangelist was out of Dallas, Texas. And he said, well, Tom, how you feel? He said, man, I feel like Tarzan. I can swing from everything. And he said, stay off the chandelier, son, and just shout and give power. I don't know how Tarzan felt, but to Tom, it was the best thing in his life. Can I tell you something? You can't get that in the world. You can't beat that. I said, you can't beat that. You want to get happy? Get in Christ. You want deliverance? Get in Christ. If you want to triumph, if you want victory. Boy, preacher, you're going to bust a gut. That's okay. Let me bust it. Because lives, lives are in the balance tonight in this building. Can I just get blunt with you? Get over your stinking thinking. 
like that lady. Well, I'm from the church down the street. Good. I'm not concerned about that. But have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Thousands of people later, I can stand before you and tell you that nobody can do it like Jesus. Because being in Christ is your only true answer. It's in nothing else. Come on, we work hard, don't we? We all go to jobs. We all, if you're a carpenter here, I'm sure you've hit your thumb a few times with a hammer. I have. It don't feel good. Because the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. But honey, the difference is when you have an advocate with the Father, when you truly are in Christ, all them things will pass away. It'll all pass away, and you're going to realize, thank God, I know who he is. I'm not, I'm not in this thing because of a fellowship card. I'm not in this thing because I shook some preacher's hand. I'm not in this thing because that I'm a part of a certain church. No, 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 that ain't what this is about, honey. Let me tell you something. This whole building here is surrounded by God. God's in this place. He's in reach of you tonight. I don't know what you're facing. Some of you are in dilemma. There's some of you facing situations. There's some of you facing trouble. You better hear me. I'm throwing in the Holy Ghost right now. But there's a God that knows how to deliver you. There's a God that knows how to set you free in a few minutes. If, if you'll make a step of faith, I promise you, God won't fail you. What are you saying, preacher? Give God a chance. Don't give denomination a chance. Give God a chance. Let me tell you something. Middleton Pentecostal Tabernacle is a great name. United Pentecostal Church International Organization is a great organization, but they've got trouble like anybody else. They're not perfect. But thank God we serve a God that is perfect. He's able to help us because we understand I may not be perfect, but I'm forgiven. Can I tell you? I've said it here before, when God made you, honey, he didn't say oops. When God made you, he didn't look at Gabriel and all them rascals in heaven, David and Abraham, and all them say, man, what was I thinking? Man, look at the mess they made. Let me tell you, they, they, hey, every one of us has messed up in our lives. Every one of us in this place have done foolish things. Look at David. Come on now. You want to study a rascal? I call him a rascal. He's a rascal. He done things ain't none of us would ever do. I don't think anybody took another man's wife and had him killed to try to cover it up. But if you have, pray that that hadn't been the case. But if that's the case, God can still forgive you. I said God can still help you. But at the end of the day, after all the things that David done wrong, but there's one thing different about David. David have an advocate with Jehovah God. David knew who to call upon. How many say, hey, in the, in, in the 51st Psalm, have mercy upon me, O Lord, according to your mercy and to your loving kindness. Uh, God blot out my sin. Uh, God blot out my iniquity. Uh, God, folks, let me tell you, what do you say to David? He said, Lord, uh, uh, blot it all out. Uh, create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit with me. He said, don't take your presence from me. Don't take your Holy Spirit from me, but restore unto me the joy, he said, of your salvation. And uplift me with your free spirit. David got it. David, understand, Lord, uh, I'm healed. I make mistakes, but I still love you. I'm still crying out to you. And at the end of the day, somebody shout at the end of the day. The Bible said Sodom was not perfect in his heart as David was. David didn't start perfect, but he finished perfect. I'm not concerned about where you are, but I'm concerned about where you're headed. Can I tell you something? You can finish just right. At the end of the day, come on, I've said this church before. Man, they, man they, all these things just rolling back on me. When one of the richest men in the world, remember I told you about that? Farbs, 
Milcom Farms having that big celebration in Greece, spent over $100 million, bet everybody from all over the world came into it in Greece, and everybody was dancing and partying, and it's just champagne flowing, everybody's just having a whole time, where's Malcolm? He's over in the corner sitting there with a solemn look on his face. Finally, somebody walked up to him, and I'll never forget, I just shook me to my core. When I read it, they said, Malcolm, what's wrong? He said, you don't get it, do you? They said, get what? He said, I'd give everything that I have right now if somebody could offer me eternal life. What are you saying, Malcolm? At the end of the day, all your billions ain't gonna help you. All your billions ain't gonna save you. Somebody asked the lawyer of John D. Rockefeller, how much did old John leave behind? He said, all of it. All of it. You hear me, folks? Oh, get in Christ. Your only hope for redemption is being in Christ. You may think you've got it going on. Oh, I'm at the top of my game, preacher. Really? Really? Oh, preacher, you know, come on now, preacher. You act mad. No, I'm not mad. Let me tell you something. There's an anointing on me of seriousness for everybody in this place. You need to check yourself, and you need to bring yourself before God, and you need to say, Lord, if there's something there that's not right, I want you to remove it because I want to be in Christ. If there's something not right, God, I want to be right with you because at the end of the day, honey, when you close your eyes and you go to sleep tonight up in that bed, what's going to happen if you don't wake up the next morning? Friend, I thank God I can lay it tonight down in that hotel room. I can close my eyes, and I'm not worried about tomorrow because I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. If I don't wake up in the morning, I'm going to be high-fiving Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob on the other side tomorrow. I can understand why the world is delusioned by religion. I get it. Come on now, I get that. Men claiming they this and that and a better truth to it. You see, I don't put my hope and trust in people like that. I want to put my hope and trust in Jesus Christ and men of God that walk after the Spirit. That's what I've always liked about this, this great man of God on this platform because he gets it. He gets it. He wants everybody to be saved. He wants everybody to be filled with the Spirit. He wants everybody to walk out of here with a smile on her face like that lady in Philadelphia. He wants you to walk out of here a new creature in Christ Jesus and realize that you can go out in the workplace and you can walk out of this building with a smile on your face and a confidence that God's going to walk with you. No matter where you go, God will be with you and that you will know it for sure. You won't have to doubt it. You won't have to question it, but you know that your Lord God Jesus Christ is with you. There ain't a better thing in the world. I'm not pushing Pentecost on you today. I'm pushing Jesus on you today. Will you let him help you? Will you let God, will you give him a chance? You know, a lot of times we get wrapped up in all the great miracles the Lord performed in the word of God. They were awesome, wasn't they? Come on. We get so wrapped up in what all the Lord done. And how when he walked the face of this earth. But what does the Bible say? You know, a lot of people say, oh, boy, you did it. I said, no, you don't get it. My Bible says greater things shall you do. Let me tell you what I feel in the spirit. Get ready, honey. He already had one call him today. That's, that, that's going to be the first of many. People are starting to turn. There's got to be more for me than just saying I'm a member of a church. There's got to be more than this thing, honey, than just coming to church and easing your conscience. No, 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 that ain't your answer because you know it's not your answer. But don't you want to walk out of here with a confidence? Don't you want to walk out of here with a surety? Don't you want to walk out of here feeling the love of God and the Holy Spirit of God within you? Don't you want that? The kingdom of God. Everybody say the kingdom of God is what? Righteousness. Peace. And joy in the Holy Ghost. Acts 2.37. To me, it's probably one of the most powerful verses in the Word of God. Because they were pricked in their hearts. Come on, somebody shout. They were stirred. Read it. They were stirred. They looked at the man of God and said, hey, what must we do? Right? Read it. What must we do? So here's the solution. 
Here's the formula of what you must do. Repent. That's what the man of God said in the word of God. He said, repent. Somebody shout, be, uh, somebody, come on, somebody shout, repent. Then he says, be baptized. Like this precious girl is going to be. That's, honey, that's according to the word of God. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Nowhere else in the Bible was anybody ever, ever baptized other than the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody said, what about 2819? I said, that's my scripture. You can't use that one. Come on. He said, baptizing them in the name. Everybody say the name. It didn't say names. It was singular. It said, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Who is the Father? Who is the Son? Who is the Holy Ghost? It's Jesus. Simple illustration. When you look at me, who do you see? Jeff. Somebody shout Jeff. I hope you see me as Jeff. But can I tell you something? I'm a spirit. And I'm, and I'm a son. And my name's Jeff. But when you see me, you see me as Jeff. Water is H2O, H2O right? When you freeze it, it becomes ice. When you boil it, it becomes steam. But if you let it all settle back down, it's water. Giddy up. I believe in the Father, I believe in the Son, and I believe in the Holy Ghost. But let me tell you something. I have a revelation that's all wrapped up in one, and that's Jesus Christ. You better, I don't deny the Father, I don't deny the Son, and I don't deny the Holy Ghost. But let me tell you something. To a born-again child of God, you have, a, you have a revelation of just who he is. I'm not here to put nobody else down. I'm just telling you what the Word has said. I believe in this last day, uh, people are going to say, uh, don't try to soft-soak it. Uh, just tell me what the Word says. Uh, what does the Word of God say? Okay, if you really want to know, repent of your sins. Uh, other words, come clean like David did. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness uh, and the multitude of your mercies. Blot out my transgressions. That's repentance. Say, God, now, Lord, I'm going to go down and water in your precious name, a baptism in your name, and I want to come up, and all my sins are going to be washed away. Come on, somebody shout, washed away. And then, the Lord, your word said, I shall. Everybody say, I shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. How many likes gifts? I love gifts. This past Christmas, honey, I like a kid in a candy store. My grandkids come over the house. Boy, they're going through the packages. I said, don't you peel that tape back. Quit looking, trying to look in them packages. Anticipate, oh, boy, I can preach on this. Anticipating what was on the inside. If I could get you to anticipate the gift of the Holy Ghost. Honey, I'm telling you tonight, you can take the wrapper off that rascal and God can fill you with it. He'll give it to you and you're going to walk out of here rejoicing uh, just like a kid on Christmas Day when he gets the thing he's done. Uh, like that one kid said, he'll open the package uh, and there was a brand new, uh, 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 I don't know what it was. It was one of them crazy video games. Uh, uh, well, I don't know what they're called. Uh, PlayStation or one of them. A kid just went nuts uh, doing cartwheels, jumping off. And I said, that's what the Holy Ghost will do to you. When God fills you the Holy Ghost, you're going to know that God has changed you. And there's something about him that's different, honey. You realize it's not in the church name, but it's all in Jesus Christ. It's all about being in Christ. If you're a Holy Ghost filled child of God, you better, you better not be, you, hope, you better hope I never see you at a mall or see you at a grocery store just like this. Remember the precious ladies up in St. Louis I told you about? about, about they're, 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 my brother, there's a covey of them. There's a bunch of them just all with their faces down, frowning. And, uh, oh, they look Pentecostal, but they didn't act it. They just mumbling and grumbling themselves. I can tell. I said, hey, praise the Lord. How y'all doing? It's like turning on a light, brother, and watching roaches scatter. <laughs> Come on now. It's happiness, peace, and joy. But don't get me wrong. We don't stay there all the time. There is moments. And, and let me tell you later on, preacher, let me tell you something. I had to calm myself down on that one because I didn't know what they were possibly going through either. But guess what? God will bring you through it. Can I tell you something? You're in the right, you're in the right place. Because there's no hidden agenda here. You hear me? 
There's no, there's a pastor standing on that platform. He's not trying to get in your back pocket. He's not trying to build a personal kingdom. I, I, I don't, I, I, you'll never hear him get up in the pulpit and, and, and say, I need $50 million because I, I, I the Lord spoke to me and says, I need a new jet. It's going to happen. You hear me? Oh, you should support the church. You should pay your tithing and offering. That's Bible. But beside that, all I know is this. That we got a hold of something here that will change the world. You get this country full of the Holy Ghost and living for God. You get this country being in Christ. You wouldn't have the fighting that we're having right now in this country. If you can't see it, you're blind as a bat. This person saying this. This person saying I'm all in. This person saying this. Everybody against Biden, everybody against Trump, everybody against Haley, everybody against this one, the Santos, and I don't know why, whoever else is in that, that race. Let me tell you, God's going to do what he's going to do, so don't worry about it. What, what I'm saying is I, I'm not going to rip anybody's party or what you're a part of, whether you're Republican, Democrat, or Independent. That's your call. But at the end of the day, we got to be in Christ. And God's got to lead us and God's got to guide us. I'm telling somebody in this building, some of you are suffering under a load of some things and you're wondering how you're going to get out from under it. You better get in Christ. You better cry out to Christ tonight and say, God, here I am. It's no accident that you walked in here tonight. There's a presence of God that wants to help you. Honey, if God can pull a nine millimeter out of a woman's mouth, God can touch you. If God can heal a boy that was suffering from drugs down in Winfield, Louisiana, strung out on crack cocaine, don't you think God can touch you? I've seen them staggering the church. So so drunk, uh, uh, full of alcohol, they couldn't hardly stand up. But I seen God's hand move on them, and I seen God deliver them, and I seen God bring them out of it. Uh, all I know is this: that's the kind of God we serve. That's the kind of God that's in this building. He's not here to hurt you. He's not here to harm you. Ain't nobody gonna meet you at the, at the altar or meet you at the door with a list of do's and don'ts. The only thing we're going to do is hold out a hand of love and mercy and grace and say, we got your back. We're here to help you. We'll help you to get everything you need from God. Let me tell you something. It's a process. You don't get it overnight. It's a process. But God brought this simple preacher from Louisiana to tell you tonight that God is for you. He's not against you. You're his child and he loves you. And he just wants you to give him a chance. To prove it. Yeah. Preacher, you sure you know what you're talking about? Oh, honey, I've seen the hand of God move. I've seen miracles that'll blow your mind. I've seen deaf ears unstop and people begin to scream because the voice because it was so loud. My stupid eye I watched a while ago went off and said, uh, it's too loud in here because the decibels were, were over 90. Let me tell you something. If you got an eye watch, leave it in the car. I took mine off. It's laying up there. I'm tired of listening to that thing buzz my wrist. Like today, told me, have you fallen? No, I've not fallen. I've got up. <laughs> you know, is, is everything all right, Jeff? That's kind of spooky, by the way. <laughs> but you hear me, people? God accepts us just the way we are. But he refuses to leave us that way. Do we have it all figured out? No. Am I still reaching for more of God? Yes. Do I still embarrass myself? Yes. I haven't got it all figured out either, but I know what I, one thing I do have it figured out. If I'm in Christ, I'm going to make it. Something awesome going on. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to somebody. You better hear this preacher. God brought me here today, tonight to tell somebody, giddy up. It's time to make a decision what you're going to do with your life. Because let me tell you something, just, just going on like you are ain't going to cut it. Let me tell you something, there's somebody here tonight that you're at a crossroads and you're wondering which way should I go. You better hear this man of God. You better pick 
God's way. You better pick in Christ. You better say, God, I'm going to choose you instead of this world. God, I'm tired of doing it my way. I want to do it your way. God, that, folks, let me tell you something. It's been in this place, in this place before church started. It's been in here when, when the power of God began to fall on this platform. You know what God was telling us all? I'm here. I'm waiting. I'm wanting to touch somebody. I'm wanting to heal somebody. I'm wanting to deliver somebody. I'm wanting to bring somebody out of that dead world. There's a song just come out and said, I've been stolen by a grave robber. Who's a grave robber? Jesus Christ. I was dead, but God came to my grave, spiritual grave, and God brought me out of it. And I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Honey, there ain't a better feeling in the world when you allow the blessings and the power of God to move in your life. How many wants the Lord to help you tonight? Come on, be honest. Come on, let's all stand to our feet right now. My God, he's here right now. God, ain't none of us perfect, God, but you are. God, I'm asking you to help everybody in this building, God. Minister to everybody, Lord, in this building, God. Let them feel your presence. Let them feel your presence. Let them feel your presence. Just a few weeks ago in Brookhaven, Mississippi, there was a young man walked up there, and he said, I don't know what it's about. I don't understand what you're doing. And, 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 and that youth pastor walked up to him and said, all I'm going to do is I'm going to pray that you feel God. I'm not going to pray you get the Holy Ghost. I'm not going to pray anything else. I just want God to move on you that you'll know that he's real, that you can feel him. I stepped back and watched that, honey. He told that boy, he said, Lord, if you're real, let me feel you. God, if this is really real, and let me tell you something, you can't fake it with God. He knows whether you're sincere or not. This boy was sincere. He said, Lord, if you're real, just let me feel you. <laughs> Excuse me. And I stood there and I watched that boy as he began to shake. He didn't say hardly anything. He said, Lord, just let me feel you. And then he closed his eyes and never said another word. All of a sudden, his knees began to shake. All of a sudden, in a few minutes, he dropped to his knees. And he began to cry. And he began to weep. And, and, and a guy went down. He said, what do you feel? He said, I feel something like I've never felt before. He said, I feel this presence that it makes me feel good. He said, I've never felt like this before. What is it? And he said, that's the presence of God. You asked him, and now he's letting you feel what it's like. Let me tell you something. It is. Is real but do you want it I said do you want it come on how many wants God to touch you tonight come on how many wants the presence of God to help you tonight come on come on here's what I want us to do I want you to try him tonight you need healing you need deliverance from something get real somebody shout get real with God don't be satisfied with just being in his presence. What did I say a while ago? Lord spoke to me a long time ago. He says, so many people, Jeff, come to church. It's like they're standing knee-deep in, in my spiritual water, but they're drowning of thirst. They're dying of thirst. Oh, God. He said, they'll only cry out and get real. If they'll only mean it from the bottom of their heart and not just go through a ritual. But if they'll really seek me with all their mind, body, and soul, they're going to find me. If they're going to know that I can change their life and give their life meaning and purpose, I challenge everybody in this room. There's a depthness in the spirit in this place right now. Preacher, I don't know. I don't know much of, of, of about what's going on. I, maybe, I, maybe you don't know what what this is all about. You look around. This is all brand new to you. That's okay. I challenge you to make a step of faith. Everybody say a step of faith and say, Lord, in a few minutes, I'm going to walk up there with everybody else. God, I want to feel you, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I want to change in my life. And we're going to believe that God's going to help you, that you'll never again be the same. Come on, how many wants God to touch you tonight in a few seconds? Come on, slip your hand up high. Everybody here is a child of God. You better get that through your head right now. Everybody in this building has a right to call out to God. He made you for that purpose. The Bible says he's got an expected end for you, and that expected end is not torment, but heaven. It's up to us to get there. You hear me? I said it's up to us to make, to make that, that expected end.
and do whatever it takes to get there. I'm telling, I'm talking to somebody right here. When are you going to say enough's enough? I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I need a change in my life right now. Like a Tom Hatton. Like the lady in Philadelphia. Uh, like the young man in Winfield. I can go on and name hundreds of them. That God changed them the moment they made a step of faith. And they came to Jesus. We're all children of God. So I'm not going to single out nobody here tonight. Uh, but I want God to help you tonight. Because you, you, you deserve help. You hear me? You deserve it. Because you're a child of God. In fact, God will step around old Jeff tonight and he'll, and he'll help you before. He, I pray God helps you before he helps me. That's how desperate I am for, for some of you to be touched tonight. Will you let God touch you? I said, will you let God touch you tonight? I'm moving in the Holy Ghost right now. Let me tell you, we ain't shouting, we ain't running out, but there's a depth in the spirit in this place. Let me tell you, there's a miracle depth in this place right now. Mm. I'm going to invite everybody from the back to the front. If you want God to help you, I'm not going to beg you. I'm not going to force you. But if you want some help from God, I want you to join everybody else at the front of this building and say, Lord, ready or not, here I come. I need some help. Can you do that tonight? Can you take somebody by the hand and say, come on, let's ask God for some help. We all need it. Come on, from the back to the front, I challenge you, just step out with all your other brothers. Don't have to worry about nothing. Just step out and say, Lord, I need some help tonight. God, I need you to help me tonight. Come on, that's it. That's beautiful. Come on down here. God, I need help. God, I need you to help me. That's it, brothers and sisters. Come on. Come on, everybody here's a brother. Everybody here's a sister. Come on, cry out to God. Come on, come down close. Come in as close as you can. Come down here. We're going to pray that God will help you tonight. Will you reach for him? Will you cry out to him right where you stand? Come on, I challenge everybody right where you stand. Say, Lord, oh, come on. Come on. Come on, every eye in this place, close right now. From, from the front to the back, close your eyes. Say, Lord, I need your help. That's all I'm asking you to do. Say, Lord, I need your help. <laughs> I need some help, God. Just say, Lord, love me tonight. Have mercy upon me. Come on, just tell him that. Act like he's standing right there in front of you. What do you want God to do for you? Come on. Cry out to God right now. Come on. Come on, just, just, come on. While you're doing that, can you just reach out to somebody next to you and say, Lord, help them? Come on, as God's helping you, ask, ask God to help somebody by you. Come on right now in the name of Jesus. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Come on, cry out to your God right now. Lord, we need you tonight. Oh, my God, the sense of urgency that's in this house. Oh, God. Come on, cry out to God. Come on, young people. Come on, you want your marriage healed? You want God to help you on the job? Cry out to him. You want God to heal your body? Cry out to him. Come on, I'm telling you, there's desperation in the house. God's looking at every last one of us. Come on, preachers. Let's begin to pray for people. Just, just lay your hands softly on them and say, oh, God, help them. Come on, ladies. Come on. Ask God to help everybody around you right now. Come on, we all need God. I said we all need a touch of God upon our lives. Come on, come on, come on. This is a brand new year. It's time to get in Christ. This is a brand new year. Let's get in Christ and watch what God does. Come on, stretch your hands towards heaven and say, God, pour it out upon me. Come on right now from the front to the back. God, pour it out on me. God, I need you. I don't need a, uh, anything else. I need you, God. I need you, God. Come on, pray that God will bless that person next to you. Come on, pray that God will bless somebody by you. Well, pray that God will bless them. We pray today that this word has blessed you, minister to the needs of your life. Until next time, God bless you.